Welcome to Generations. This is Kevin Swanson. Steve on as well with me. And Steve, you know Jordan Peterson and the type, the Gamaliel yeah. type. Yes. Basically, they're saying, hey, we got a problem down here. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> and why it's getting warm. You know, um, <laughs> what am I doing this handbasket and where are we going? I, by God's, but yeah, by God's common grace, actually a fair percentage of the population, I think, are there now. Such that the Jordan Petersons and what I would call the pseudo prophets of the day are able to throw a few flags on the play and people say, I think there is something wrong. And that's where I'm going to go in just a moment with a new YouTube that has been pretty popular. It's called The Coming Psychological Black Death. But he's really working off of the fact that we're dealing with a dead and dying culture. Uh, we're dealing with a pro-death culture, and that's, I think, pretty obvious. For, for any society that has embraced abortion, the infanticide, the use of abortifacients, and imploded their birth rates in almost every developed country in the world, okay, it's a death culture. I think almost everybody understands that. Well, now, of course, the despair deaths are higher than they have ever been, even compared to last year. So this trend apparently is not providing much respite, which is interesting. I, I, I would occasionally you have trends that kind of go up and down, ebb and flow, but this one's not ebbing. And that's what has me even more concerned for what's going to happen over the next, say, four or five years. The death culture is on the rise and it's not ebbing, it's flowing. Suicides in America, again, all-time high. One more time, 49,500, almost double what it was in 2000. And drug overdose deaths, now 111,355. That's up again, like 10,000 from the previous year, up from 48,000 eight years ago. So highest increase in drug overdose deaths in America are Washington State, Oregon, Nevada, typically Western states. Uh, so what in the world is going on? Jordan Peterson's concerned. By the way, the solution tends to be this. And the solution to this problem of the coming psychological black death according to this young man who does this presentation is uh, effectively go back to church, which is very interesting because we're right now in the midst of a trend of Americans leaving the church in droves, the evangelicals leaving the church in droves. In fact, the percentage of evangelicals leaving the church is now yeah. a bit higher than the mainstream denominations. Did you know that, Steve? So, you know, in terms of people running away from God and getting away from the church and running into the arms of the total insanity of the zeitgeist, that's happening right now. But it's interesting, these prophets, these Gamaliels are standing there going, um, 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 yeah. I, I'm thinking that we all need to go back to church. <laughs> that, that seems to be the conclusion in all of these assessments when, when studying the problem of mental illness and the massive increase in mental illness, especially coming out of the 2020 COVID crisis. Yeah, it's, it, it is such a mess. And, uh, you know, I would agree that, you know, not only just going back to church, but listening uh, at church, reading. Yeah. Well, that's helpful reading, too. Yeah. Yeah. Reading the word. Pay attention. Yeah. Put down your latte yeah. for just a few minutes. And and going to a good church. It's not just any church because the, uh, they're, they're the good churches out there that are actually preaching 
the the from the word uh, expository preaching rather than you know social justice preaching. Yeah, so going back to church is a, a uh, uh, we need to be careful on that as well. <laughs> All right. Well, let's come back on this because I I, I want to review. Uh, some of the analysis of where we are and of course present the solution one more time the gods of the copybook headings limp up to explain it once more in just a moment on generations Hello, my friends. For the last 15 years, the Generations team has produced a Christian curriculum specifically for families who want to give their children a God-centered, Bible-saturated, biblical worldview-based education. Our commitment is to restore the Christian faith, generational faith in an age where we are losing faith in this country and almost anywhere around the world where Christian children attend secular schools or use secular curriculum and imbibe secular culture. Now, we're not relying on the pre-Christian Greeks for an educational model here. We're not relying on the post-Christian secularists for the education model either. Our curriculum is based in a biblical worldview. We put hundreds of Bible verses in the history books and integrate the truths into the subjects. We want to glorify God on every page of the science books. We immediately integrate knowledge into life application and natural revelation with special revelation. We keep Christ at the very center of the history books with preparing the world for Jesus and taking the world for Jesus. I believe God is calling this generation in this highly secularized age to a radical change in how they disciple their children. Please check out our program for education of your children and grandchildren at www.generations.org. And we're back on Generations discussing the coming psychological black death. Big YouTube that came out from one of the pseudo-prophets of the day, reading the trends and trying to explain to us what's wrong with us. There are lots of things that constitute the zeitgeist. There are lots of things to speak to. There are lots of things that make for the problem of the present day, and we address these things. Anything that opposes God's word, God's law, God's order of things is a problem. That should be obvious. But I guess the question is, is this something we should be paying attention to? The psychological condition of the people, of America, of the Western world, of Japan, of everywhere else around the world. Is that an issue? Is that important? A society on the edge of psychological breakdown is a problem. You agree with that, Steve? Yes, I do. Um, okay. we, we do need to pay attention to it and we need to address it. You know, the medieval world had a problem with the Black Plague. And it wiped out anywhere between 30 and 50% of the population. Now, that has not been unusual in the history of the world. The Chinese would often lose anywhere from, I don't know, 15 to 40% of their population through various forms of disease and civil war and so forth. So it's not as if this is odd. It's not as if, you know, I don't know, we've turned into the most wonderful people in the world and God would never allow <laughs> any kind of serious judgment to come down upon wonderful us. I, I I don't buy that. I, I'm I'm not sure where you are with that, Steve. But <laughs> yeah, I don't think we are the best yeah. people, and that ever we are ever <laughs> we are <laughs> under judgment. I think. Okay, so so here's the question: What do you do 
with a psychological pandemic. You, we got antibiotics for the Black Plague, so that's that's done. Check that one off the list. Okay, we got antibiotics. We we'll take care of that kind of stuff. No big deal. We prevent the big pandemics. We did a really good job with COVID. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. So we're real good with that. But what do you do with psychological pandemics? Good question. Well, he brings up things that I think are pretty obvious to all of us. The big problem is depression among young women and young men. For young women, social media is actually extremely stressful. Constant self-absorption, constant self-centeredness, constant concern for one's own image, constant warfare, gossip, shaming, and rallying, the GSR problem. Long-term relationships and friendships appear to be very much a thing of the past. And I've noticed this, especially within the context of the modern church. Modern relationships are so tenuous. They hardly last for more than two to three years. In fact, now young people don't talk about relationships. They talk about situationships. Have you heard that? Yeah, just recently. Because, (laughs) Because real relationships, just too high of a pressure. You don't want to put pressure on yourself. Remember, hell is other people. So keep in mind, we're supposed to be good John Paul Sartian existentialists and, you know, realize hell is other people. The whole idea is to isolate oneself from everybody else. Gen Z, very, very easily triggered into anxiety reactions. A lot of fear triggers. The left leads the insanity today. They encourage it. They're the cheerleaders. So, you know, that's no, you know, it's not, not so much the, the, the right, the, you know, Rush Limbaugh's of the world that are cheering on the insanity. It's it's always the Democrats that cheer on the insanity. I think that's obvious, right? Yeah. Like if there's anything insane going on, it's going to be the left that's out there cheerleading the whole process. The left is championing decivilization, sexual perversion, de-economic improvement, degrowth, all that. The left is really about revolution. So we've talked about the social revolutions, the technological revolutions, et cetera. I'm not saying the technological revolutions are all wrong, but to the extent that they feed into the sexual revolution, the social revolution, the, uh, the, 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 the dissolution of human relationship and human society, the leftists usually about revolution, revolting first against God and doing everything they can to reverse God's creation order and his law order. And when women go crazy, the birth rate collapses. That itself is a mental health crisis, according to this guy. Uh, when men go crazy, the entire society burns down. Apparently, this is an African statement. When young men don't have a place in the village, they will burn it down for warmth. You ever heard that expression before? I have not. That's very interesting, though. Yeah. When men go crazy, the entire society burns down. When women go crazy, the birth rate collapses. So, so this is where men increasingly suffering from alienation and depression Society telling young men they're doing terrible and offering no solution for them, nothing to do to redeem themselves except grovel on the floor. So that's that's the solution for men today. Three quarters of young men ineligible for military service due to obesity mm-hmm. and mental health issues. Obesity is tied into mental problems, of course. So, you know, as I was listening to this, I thought that's exactly what Rudyard Kipling was saying in 1917. You know, Rudyard, one of his very last poems is he uh, wrote the epithet for the Western world. Rudyard Kipling wrote The Gods of the Copybook Headings, and he said the women had no more children, and the men lost reason and faith. In other words, the men went insane. So the women went insane by having no more children, and the men lost reason and faith. And then he said The Gods of the Copybook Headings said the wages of sin is death, quoting directly from Romans 6.23. 
So now this guy goes on and he summarizes the problem with the Western world, really most modern societies. He says, our society doesn't believe in anything, champions nihilism, hates the family, thinks his own culture is terrible, hates his own history, doesn't believe in beauty, rejects religion and philosophy. This society is depressed to the point of suicide more than any other culture that ever existed. He also brings out an example. I didn't ever hear of this before, but the mouse utopia experiment. Have you heard this? No. The mouse utopia experiment. Right. So you have, uh, first of all, nine mice in a giant cage, lots of food, made sure there's no plagues, and they just kick back and you know enjoy each other. Basically, so these these mice increased to about 2000, at which point it leveled off and then they began to see breakdown. The female mice became more aggressive, masculine, raised children improperly, refused to breed past a certain point. Few females would carry their pregnancies to term and the ones that did seem to simply forget about their babies. Male mice became effeminate, feminine hormones skyrocketed, kept brooming themselves and they wouldn't breed. And the mice became incapable of maintaining relationship. Mobs began destroying whatever last families there were left in the colony. And eventually the colony just fell apart. Okay, so the conclusion to the experiment, apparently they did this experiment a number of times in the 1960s. And their conclusion was that overcrowding in urban areas leads to moral decay and a breakdown of the city. Now, you know, food for thought, right? Um, now, what we have to do is we say humans aren't exactly like mice. Okay. We have some s- serious differences. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the chief difference of which is that we are created in the image of God with a purpose, and that is to humble ourselves before God, not to be proud, uh, to, to glorify God, to enjoy him forever. And so as I think about the roots of the insanity we're dealing with here, I do believe that the root issue is actually immorality. It's, it's not the closeness in the city that develops uh, the, 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 the breakdown of the city itself, social relationships and such. Ultimately, I think it is the fact that the city is immoral. And many people do go to cities in order to be immoral, and they celebrate immorality, and they're not really interested in... Uh, and repenting of their sins, coming to Jesus, and, and, and fearing God and keeping his commandments. So it's really a rebellion against God. That's the fundamental issue. Then you get institutionalized demonic autonomy on steroids, the abandonment of the created order. Effectively, you know, the devil saying you shall be as gods, determining good and evil, determining your own gender, determining self-creating yourself by Sartre's uh, existentialist philosophy. And then... The second issue, the second part of John Paul Sartre's philosophy is isolation from your fellow man and the destruction of human relationship. So that's the process. That's the direction it goes. Now, the final issue is that when humans turn away from God and when you have huge government institutions that are institutionalizing demonic autonomy on steroids, then what happens is people turn away from the things that they're created to do. Now, I'm not talking about a redemptive order. I'm talking about the creative order. Now, I believe the redemption of Jesus restores all of it. He restores our ability to follow through on the created order, as well as the redemptive order that comes by the Holy Spirit, enabling us to live in relationship with one another, uh, but not just sort of gritting our teeth and making it, but 
living in love and joy and peace and long suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith. But but here's what's happening is you have the undermining of the creative order. And when you see a civilization undermine the creative order, Steve, it's over. It's just over. You know, if if you go to that fundamental level and and blast out the foundational footers of human society, it's it's just over. For example, the created order is what? God said, be fruitful and multiply. Well, what's happening? What has the world been doing for the last 50 years? Not being fruitful and not multiplying. So again, the women have no more children. So again, this is where the women toward, turn towards insanity when, when they, in mass, turn away from children and, uh, and abortion, the use of abortifacients is the rule of the day. Okay, there's also God created man, male and female. Now, I went through a series of the messages in my church, so this is pretty much fresh in my mind. But, uh, you know, as you work through the created order, what do you come to? Well, yes, God said, be fruitful and multiply, but he also created man, male and female in his own image. He created them. Well, what do you get now? Transgenderism. God then works and then he rests as a pattern for us. What happens with modern man? Stresses himself out. Uh, Doesn't work or works too much and doesn't rest. Either way, again, undermining the created order. The creation of man is given to us in verses 4 through 7 of Genesis chapter 2 in more detail. And, uh, and again, man is this, this gender-specific and this, uh, this, the, 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 the reasons for, for man existing, taking dominion, and his wife to be a helper for her husband. That itself has been segregated within the Christian marriage, as well as you know, any other marriage in our world today. Uh, man's eyes are capable of enjoying beauty and his mouth is capable of enjoying taste. God made fruit-bearing trees that flower pleasant to the eyes. Well, even beauty has been undermined. Uh, then the Lord God took a man and put him in the garden to tend and to keep it, to work, to serve, etc. Man is to be a steward over God's garden. That's less and less happening. God communicates to man instantly after creation. A special revelation. Man's in covenant. Important relationships are established by covenant. Marriage. A long lifelong commitment that's been undermined by homosexual marriage most recently. Also, man was not meant to be alone, again in Genesis 2. So the fall brings immaturity, irresponsibility, slothfulness. The fall into sin eliminates rest. Man has lost a sense of beauty, those things that are pleasant to the eyes. That's been very much undermined in the modern culture. Darkness, ugliness everywhere around us today. Man has turned away from that which God has established as maintaining value. Uh, stewardship, uh, pagan societies abandoned cultivation of the fields. Uh, as well, uh, modern man worships the creature rather than the creator with environmentalism, which has been very, very strong in just the last 20 years. Man has separated himself from God's special revelation, replaced it with his own ideas. Most devastating at all, man broke the covenant and abandoned covenant increasingly, especially since uh, convenience divorce was let loose upon the world in the 1960s. Modern man also lives by flimsy relationships in a day of social disintegration. And finally, modern man has embraced isolation in contrast with God's mandate. It is not good for man to be alone. So at every single point of what you find in Genesis 1 and 2, the modern world has contradicted it and attempted an experiment in which they will reverse the creation order that God has installed for us. How do you think it's going to work out, Steve? Not very well. Um, I, 
I was, this has been years ago. I read uh, a book by RJ Rush Dooney and it kind of called to mind this, that he said, God is life himself. God is life. And if you reject God, you're rejecting life. And when you reject life, we call that death. And so the only thing, the only option that these people have by rejecting God is that everything they do leads to death and destruction. And so it just makes sense that you know, heading down this path is going to lead to death and destruction. Well, what we see is a radical revolution. May I recommend a radical reformation? In other words, at every single point, let's repent and do things God's way. Let's commit ourselves to God's way in faith, receiving the word of Jesus, which is the very word of God, and and the forgiveness of Jesus for all the stuff we've messed up. And then let's repent and now do it the way that he has set out for us in his word. And truly, Steve, I think what's needed is a renewal of the mind and a transformation of life by the will of God, by the word of God. We need to see this culture as extensively and intensively revolting against the true and living God, and therefore, we're going to do just the opposite. How about that? Sounds good. Okay. So that's the plan, my friends. Uh, It's God's created order. And uh, I just finished a five-part series on this with our church. By the way, if anybody's interested in some of the sermons that we provide, uh, you can get it on sermonaudio.com. So just do a search for Kevin Swanson. And uh, you can find our messages that we present at Reformation Church. I'm sorry, at SermonAudio.com. Our church is Reformation Church out here in Elizabeth. But just do a search for Kevin Swanson at SermonAudio.com to pick up those messages. Well, friends, uh, you've been listening to the Generations broadcast. Interact with us from time to time. Give us ideas, things that you would like us to cover. Email host at generations.org. That's host at generations.org. This is Kevin Swanson and Steve Vaughn inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.